welcome to another CityWire Wealth Manager remote podcast. I'm John Schaefer and today I spoke with Maya Prabhu, who's head of EMEA Wealth Advisory at JP Morgan Private Bank. We had a chat about how she's been adapting to the lockdown environment and how she's been communicating with her clients. Also, if you're a first time listener on our podcast, please hit the follow button on Spotify for all the latest updates. So Maya, what's the day-to-day looking like for you at the moment and how much has business changed? Well, the most fundamental change for me is uh, is that I commuted for two hours every day, an hour in the morning and an hour in the in the evening. So having those two hours back uh, initially uh, was a bit unsettling. I just worked even more. Okay, um, but right. now I think I have... I have set myself into a very good routine, uh, which is that I, I start the day with uh, 25 minutes of yoga. I love yoga. And so 25 minutes of a power flow uh, of a YouTube video. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. and then do a, a seven-minute uh, high-intensity uh, training. Again, that's on the – you can do it all at home. So, yeah, you, uh, that's again off off a of video. Wow, you're getting pretty serious. So I say, <laughs> on the exercise, yeah. I'd say the benefit. I'd say the benefit has been uh, um, extended sleep. So I uh, I wake up half an hour later than I normally would, and I manage to get some exercise in. So that's what uh, how how my how my day has changed. Perfect, and, um, and you... hopefully, go on. Go on. I was just going to say, hopefully, I can keep this up uh, once we're all back in the office. Yeah, I think that would be the dream, really, especially with the amount of exercise you're getting. Are there any kind of top tips on uh, YouTube channels you're using for for uh, for yoga and your your kind of other exercises? Do you know there are so many things that are available. If you just Google seven minutes uh, high intensity hit yeah. or uh, or yoga uh, thirty minute yoga, there are so many great options there. And actually, what I'm doing is varying them. So I just yeah. see which one I fancy doing on a particular day. So there are lots of great options. Yeah, likewise, I think I, I've been trying to get on that bandwagon as well, actually. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite good fun, actually. And it does work really well. Um, but kind of yeah. looking at um, so the data, how you're communicating as a team, how, how have you kind of settled into that? Yeah, do you know, this is where technology has really come into its own. So we have a regular rhythm uh, both, so my team basically sits across Europe, um, uh, across various locations in Europe, and then I'm also part, of course, of the of the UK team. So we're managing our rhythm uh, across these two pieces. And so, uh, as a wealth advisory team across uh, Europe, we uh, we speak uh, three times a week. We have a check in three times a week. And we have a, a group chat uh, function. So every day someone's, you know, just checking in. Yeah. How's everyone? What are you doing? You know, just lighthearted messages, sometimes work-related messages. But everyone is having lots of live conversations sort of throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and likewise, um, our, our UK team is, uh, is, is also similarly. Um, it's, you know, we speak uh, three times a week and uh, then lots of sort of one-to-one meetings. Uh, with the team in between, so I find actually that we're communicating pretty well, and this is and and what's been brilliant for me is I haven't used all these tools, communication tools, before when we were in the office. Um, because you felt, you know, I don't have the time to do it. If I need to speak to someone, I can just walk across to their desk or just give them a call. 
we're, we're really seeing the benefits of it, um, and and it's and and that's really what I've discovered, I should say. Yeah, uh, no, I mean that, that is great. I think it's a great great byproduct of it in, in a sense. But I mean, do you do you feel that you are missing a little bit of that human contact and that element of just being able to walk across the the office a bit? Uh, yes, because I predominantly worked from the office, and I've enjoyed the the structure, the uh, the ability to talk to people, um, and I have you know this is after so many years of working, you are in a certain rhythm and routine that really works for you, um, and it's having to reconstruct that uh, over technology. And and to be honest, it took a couple of the, you know three or four days to yeah. sort of get into the groove of that. Uh, but I feel like this week I'm really, really in the groove um, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, it sounds but like you're, it is you're a really change. relishing it, it is in a, a change. Sense. Yeah. Um, um, what, what's <laughs> it like uh, spending this much time with family? Come, what, what's your kind of set up at home at the moment? Yeah, well, luckily I'm a small family. So it's my husband and my 21-year-old um, ah. who is uh, who's, who's at home with me. So we are three adults. He's in... His third year of university, so he's uh, you know working on his essay and essays and dissertation at the moment. Sure. So we have our carved out spaces at home, and uh, what's been brilliant is that and our timing. You can imagine my timing is a bit different from a twenty-one year old. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we do being a typical student, do, I assume. Yes, absolutely. So he's got late nights and later mornings, and yep. I've got early nights and early mornings. So I um, we sort him. of see each other in the <laughs> Yeah, we well we see each other in the evening, and we finish our day with. Uh, and my husband was most amused by this. Us, uh, he caught us one evening uh, doing the seven-minute hit together. Uh, amazing, uh, which, which was uh, which was very funny. With my son giving me top tips on how I should deepen my squats and oh, things wow. like that. So, <laughs> so it's been good fun. It's been overall. Uh, overall good fun and I think one of the things that comes out when speaking to my colleagues who have young children as well uh, saying they're actually getting to see more of their kids Yeah, we're seeing our colleagues kids on our um, various video conferencing calls uh, when we do team calls and that's all sort of normal obviously it's not disturbed but you know the old person walking in and things like that it's been brilliant actually yeah. uh, to see that integration of people's um, home and uh, and work long. I, I suppose sometimes it's a bit it's quite interesting as well when you're on a video call you kind of get a lens into someone's home life in, in a way that you probably never did before yes. as well um, absolutely absolutely I have to say though I think the only thing that uh, my husband and son may be dreading is by uh, getting to um, uh, Saturday morning uh, let's do some jobs and uh, mm. I think clearing the shed they're, they're slightly dreading I might come up with that. Yeah, you have uh, no, no excuses now, are there? <laughs> um, and and yeah. kind of what what are your other sort of top tips um, for people in this situation to sort of stay sane and kind of keep themselves positive in, in this situation? Yeah, so I think that certainly I know it is worrying for people who uh, are caring for those that are ill. Uh, are caring uh, or live with people who uh, are vulnerable because of their age or because they have underlying conditions. My neighbor, for example, uh, suffers from asthma, so he's really uh, shut himself in, and they're concerned for their health. So I understand um, that, that it, is a, it is a time of concern for people. Um, I think, though, uh, it's the small things. It's uh, the sun shining. 
that's brilliant. I I went for a walk uh, yesterday. We were on a on a big uh, conference call on a listen-only mode. We were yep. listening to to our leaders uh, from the U.S. and uh, I was able to walk and listen to that at the same time. So being able to to juggle. Uh, and and are, there, like are there good spots for you in your area to, to walk about? And how busy have you found it when you've been going on your walks? Oh, yes. No, actually, it's been very, uh, people have been um, very good. It, it's deserted. I think it's yeah. deserted, uh, pretty much. And where people are on the road, so, you know, if there were two of us walking on a path, the other one one person will cross to the other side of the road. Okay, yeah, sure. um, people are, I think, really respecting that. Yeah. And... Um, um, but, what have you been been sort of doing for entertainment? Have you been reading any new books, watching any new series, binge watching anything? To be honest, uh, I feel like I've been. I was saying to Jason, Jason and I were discussing. Feel like we're working even longer days, mm. and uh, so it's in fact one of the challenges is really setting those boundaries at the end of the day and also at weekends to say no. Actually, uh, I need to stop working and uh, and and um, you know. Uh, do other things. In terms of reading, uh, I'm actually reading a book that uh, a client gave to me that I haven't had a chance to before. It's called The Leveling and What's Next After Globalization. It's by Michael O'Sullivan. And uh, I'm enjoying uh, diving into that and uh, seeing those perspectives, which are, of course, Fantastic. super valuable now. Yeah, definitely. I think I think you make a good point about the, the sort of boundaries um, and perhaps working a lot of extra hours. It seems like quite a few people have been commenting on that. And I think it is quite difficult if you don't separate perhaps your working space and your living space. And, you know, we we don't probably have other social things to be doing. You know, normally you, people might be going out and seeing friends or going for dinners in the evening. So there, there probably is that yeah. extra draw to work, would you say so? Yeah, absolutely. And because there are always things to do and it's tempting to keep working till you've worked your way through your list. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a bit better at that and saying, no, actually, this is the cutoff point in terms of time that I need to now not um, not do any work and actually setting up a time to do, um, you know, the seven minute hit at the end of the day with my son kind of keeps me honest on that. Yeah. Uh, so it means that I sort of have made a commitment to him so uh, so I stop. So going on to something I guess slightly more serious is um, have you dealt with client interactions and perhaps some of the difficult calls that you've had over the past couple of weeks? Yes, our investment colleagues, uh, of course, with the markets uh, uh, being so volatile, um, I think this is where JP Morgan really uh, comes into its own and uh, you see the, the power and the quality of the people that we have who have been, you know, obviously saying they're proactive is, is obvious, but uh, have been going above and beyond in communicating with clients. Those that are reaching out to them, those that aren't just being there for clients, speaking to them, helping them think through what they would like to do in the current environment. Um, I think that's that's really been brilliant. What, what in terms of the topics that... What do you think is the kind of big, biggest worry for them? I think there are a number. Well, clearly, some of the, the biggest worries are their families. If they've got businesses, they're naturally worried about their, the impact of this on their businesses, on their staff. Um, they're also, from a personal perspective, and some of the things they talk to, uh, to my team and I about is around thinking about their contingency plans. 
So are there sort of family wealth plans up to date? Is there anything that they've been thinking of changing? Are there documents up to date? Um, have they empowered the right people, family and non-family to make decisions about their assets in case they were temporarily unable to act? I mean, have you seen a lot of clients kind of wanting to, to change their wills even in this situation? I know that's, uh, you know, a bit macabre, but obviously there is a greater risk, if, especially if clients are older. Yes, I think not so much changing it, but making sure in some cases that they have wills in place mm. um, but they, and, and, and their broader, broader wealth plans. Um, they're also, I guess, thinking about, you know, given the current economic stresses on the financial system, are their counterparties safe custodians uh, of their assets. And in that instance, they're very keen to talk to us um, because um, because we are definitely um, known for our sort of fortress balance sheet. So I think um, these are sort of amongst the conversations that they're having with us. They're keen also to use the opportunity to start to talk to their families about their wealth and um, think, talk about their vision and... Mm. Uh, start to engage their families in those conversations um, um, so that they know, you know, should an emergency arise, um, who to call and what to do. And that, that's an interesting point. I mean, now that families are probably sort of stuck together for a long period of time, do you think it's a good yeah. opportunity to have maybe some more detailed and difficult conversations about wealth? Is, is, is this the opportunity to take or perhaps is it a bit too intense? I think more than difficult conversations, I mean, here's what I would suggest. I think what this is a great moment to spend more family time, uh, to really nurture those family relationships, to enjoy hanging out, to take time to speak to at a slower pace, get to know everyone. We get to know everyone in the family, where they are, what they're thinking, play games together, read together, watch TV or movies together. Because that is the fundamental building block when you're thinking about your family wealth plans. Is if everyone is feeling connected, then you are sort of setting the scene to have uh, for people to work together better in the future now and in the future. And then you have also the right sort of foundation upon which you can have what may be more difficult conversations. In some cases, they're not. In some cases, they are. So I think, you know, really nurturing the foundation of the family and its connectedness and the relationships, I would say, is the number one thing. Apart from that, uh, I would say it's good to do some exploratory uh, sort of blue sky thinking or all those other uh, important cliches, um, you know, imagining what their vision is, you know, in 10 years' time, what would we love to see? You know, how are we all working together? What is our wealth doing for us? What are, you know, how is it being used? What are we achieving with it? Um, and what is it helping us achieve? So having some of those kinds of conversations where everyone, you can go around the table or almost everyone individually um, thinking about, you know, if, if, if everything went brilliantly, how would I love it to work? Um, it's also a great time to talk about values um, that are the basis for decision-making and also for where some families may be thinking about philanthropy, uh, given what's going on all around them. Um, it's a good time to uh, just talk about that as well. So I, I would focus on those kinds of conversations um, um, rather than the difficult ones. And then where people have young children, there are, again, really fun things to do uh, around values in a very um, 
uh, easy way uh, that young children can understand uh, and participate. Uh, you can do things around, you know, should we set up our three jars uh, to spend, to save, uh, and to share uh, with the pocket money. And so just things that people have not had much time uh, to work on, this might be the opportunity yeah. to do that. Perfect. Well, Maya, thank you so much for talking to me this afternoon. And uh, I do hope that you and your family stay safe during this uh, quite difficult time. Thank you, John, and you too. 